1: What's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. Proud members of the Full Time Fantasy Podcast Network. You can find them at FTF Podnet on Twitter. You can find me, your host, Matthew Bruning at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. We are just one of a ton of great podcasts associated with this network, some of which are Jim Day of FF Champs. Corey Parsons, and Dr. Rodo from Series XM Radio. We've got Bob Lung of The Consistency Show, The Consistency Guide, and the creator of the Midwest Fantasy Expo. You can find all of us on fulltimefantasy.com. We are about to go live again, uh, hopefully on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook this time. Uh, so we've got everybody ready to go. We're just going to jump right in and start the live show. Unfortunately, I'm recording this uh, after the show. I kind of hit the... P- Record button a little bit late, so that it jumps in a little bit into a conversation here about something, but we will have that uh, the live audio up and ready to go for the podcast format here now. Hello! All right, and we're up and live. So as you guys can see at the bottom of the screen here, that's not Dennis. There we go. No, I'm not. Jonathan Weber, you've been uh, one of the, I would say probably first, uh, or the most- recognizable listener that I know of. You, you reached out to me really early on in the process.
2: That's all those DMs. I'm one hour... Like what's up? I said that's all those DMs I blow you up with and yeah, ask yeah. you one um, million right. questions.
1: You, uh, you have... Ben, you won the Listener League last year, so you kind of came out. uh, Just to talk about that really quick, because I know not a lot of people know about that. We were supposed to have you on earlier in the season that did just for whatever reason kept falling through. We finally got you on here. You won the Listener League last year. Like, How was that experience for you?
2: Talk about your team, because I don't even think I made the playoffs. Yeah. I would, you know what, and even on that team, I'm looking, I'm trying to pull, see if I can pull it up on my phone, because I honestly can't even remember, like, necessarily who was on my squad to know how I did. I know I did, I did pretty, let me see here, here we go. Is this it? Yes. Okay, here it is. All right. So, yeah, so the Lister League was, like, really fun. I've been listening, I think it's been a it's been a couple of years, it, it, at least, I think, right? It's been at least, like, a year or two. Um that I've been listening to the podcast. I just stumbled upon it one day and, and I just really liked it. Um, listening to the information, Matt is like super friendly, uh, on Twitter. And so is Dennis. And so once they started getting going, like format wise, in terms of links, sometimes some podcasts can go like a little, a little long, um, yeah. f- for me to be able to get through. And well, especially what I'm finding out now is my podcast list keeps growing because, I'm home now I'm a teacher, so I'm home. So, um, I, am not, I'm not going through content as much, but when I was going through content more so that, um, it was just right about right around like the right time, which was, was good for me here in, uh, in Dallas, uh, in terms of my drive. So I could get through kind of being in the car and, and listening to it and in terms of listener league it was great to get those guys in there. And I generally started, Really branching out because of the podcast to do more dynasty. Uh, before yeah. I focused a lot more on redraft, and I still do because that's where I tend to win my my money. And then um, I use I use my I use my football money to like I don't know if, how well you can see to like keep working on my <laughs> tattoo sleeves. Um, but that's generally what I do with with my winnings. Um, so I focus a lot more on redraft. So when we were doing a redraft for the league, I was a hundred percent down to do it, and um, I didn't think I drafted all that well when you when you'll hear my team compared to some of the guys but I think I played the waiver wire well and I just kind of hit a couple of uh streaks uh here and there with players uh that that kind of turned in my favor
1: yeah tell us about your team I was trying to pull mine up but I cannot find there we go I think I actually found it now tell tell us your team and then I'll, I'll just kind of talk about mine that I had I mean I had high hopes yeah. For my yeah, team and it just kind of well, I mean it shit the bed. I, I did not even make the playoffs. I can't even yeah. I'm trying to pull up if I can the standings here. Yeah, oh yeah, I out. So. Uh,
2: uh, I could tell you I could tell you who made the play I can, so Let me see if you made the playoffs. Oh, you. I know I didn't. I no, you did you not did, you did not you did not make the playoffs. Yeah, right. did. I didn't. Yeah, this
3: brings us right back to the fall when we'd spend our Mondays having a well of sadness about our teams. That's
1: yeah, eight, well, eight, yeah eight. that's you know I'm just staying on brand with the Browns. You know uh, exactly. all that big talk in the preseason and then just completely failing the rest of the year. Uh,
2: yeah, that's why that's what my Baker shares are, are hurting right now in Dynasty. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had I had uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Marlon Mack, James White, Julio, uh, Michael Thomas, OJ Howard, Golden Tate. Kenny Stills. Um, we had a kicker and a defense, so like I had Koo for Atlanta uh, and the Redskins defense, and then my bench was Wentz, uh, DeAndre Washington, Naheem Hines, Patrick Laird, Goddard, and the Vikings.
1: Okay. See, that's not that bad. I'm trying to – I finally found here the list, so – now I know I didn't have Todd Gurley because I did not draft him, but my team ended up being uh, Baker, Gurley, Jones, Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, Odell Beckham Jr., Mark Andrews, Sterling Shepard, and then Gerald Everett. And then my bench was just complete crap, so I was relying on those guys. And yeah, it was just it did not end up being a good year for me at all. I was trying to see if I could find what my actual yeah, record was. But it's Ryan not. It just. Fitzpatrick,
3: Ryan Fitzpatrick shifted so many. Uh performances. I'm in a super flex league where I, my team sucked and I was very excited because I had two other teams that ended up sucking. I have their first round pick and for one glorious stretch, it looked like I was going to have picks one, two, and three. Oh. And then the other team started doing a little bit better. And when Fitzpatrick went on that roll for Miami, all of a sudden my team was just good enough to make it into the playoffs. And I was like, why did this happen? Yeah.
2: yeah. now I
3: picked two, three, and nine.
2: Hey, that's still, there's still good talent there. I'm, 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 that's why I'm in my main dynasty. Well, I, I had DM'd Matt about this question earlier about, um, I've got no first round, uh, pick, but I finished like, I had the best record last season, but came in fourth, like best regular season record, I think by a pretty, yeah. pretty substantial margin. And, and, uh, I ended up losing in the playoffs because I ran into, I think, Derrick Henry in the playoffs and then he just <sighs> destroyed me.
3: The playoffs oh, are
1: his. He's a friend of the podcast, that one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, ahead. So oh, I should go trade to my uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, friend. Oh, my God, it's so weird with the camera. Friend of the podcast. Uh, I was hoping to ask Dennis and Matt their opinions on this. Dennis is not here. So go ahead and hit Matt with this trade question because I okay. actually haven't looked at it. I saw it and I was like, you know what? Let's save it. We'll talk about it on the pod. So let's talk about it. You, okay. you got a trade offer. Is that in this league that you were just talking about? Yeah. yeah.
2: So this is my more like, um, long-standing league actually john bosch was the one that kind of like like had set the stuff up and then like we all ended up in the, this like just a bunch of people all over the country i think like one couple people maybe in canada as well um it's my like more long-standing league and we actually we just drafted we decided to do another like super flex so we sort of combined the leagues um it, the one's a half point ppr not a super flex. And then this other one we just drafted was a super flex, but we've combined them to where like, essentially you're um, if you were to like leave or whatever, you have to forfeit both teams. Like if you okay. leave one of the leagues, you got to give up both of them. That was like a new rule that we, we voted on, but so, okay. So this is, so this is the team. I could tell you my team and then you can tell me what you think, but I've been trying to get rid of, I got Matt's boy, single Terry um, through a trade. I got rid of girly and one other piece i think robbie anderson and and i might have had to throw in a a first somewhere along the lines i can't remember but i ended up getting singletary and i got ingram and i got ty hilton and edelman and i got like those are all kind of the newer pieces i've acquired but i'm very nervous that buffalo is going to draft another running back and basically kill his value um because i see a ton of of mocks or i've been reading a lot of mocks where either acres uh, goes there, or maybe C E H, but I, I that seems like he that might be I I, I think he might go before then, but um, Acres tends to be uh, the what seems to be the consensus if they're gonna if they're gonna do a running back that early. Um, so my dilemma is I thought I had a deal in place for Singletary for uh, Terry McLaurin, and I was I was all on board, and then that got pulled. Uh, he pulled that one, so now the new one was if I did Singletary. T.Y. and a 2.08 for Julio i oh, see because you so is, is Thielen not in it anymore? No so he wants I tried to get Thielen I tried to move Thielen over uh, T.Y. Okay. but gotcha. he wants he wants sorry he wants Um, he wants T.Y. I feel like that's a lot for a yeah, guy for Julio I, I would, that might be just done after next year I mean he's a he's a beast but
1: yeah I mean you're giving up in my opinion, some your running back and, and your wide receiver depth on top of the two eight, which I don't really know. Like we, we talked about it a little bit last night. I don't know how the draft's gonna go now with these rookie drafts, especially with the we thought these were gonna be deeper than they were earlier on, where now it seems like the talent may be thinning out a little bit. So two eight may not be that bad, but right. giving up a guy like Singletary, who as of right now, as you Correct. point out, is going to be the workhorse. We don't know if that'll stay that way, but he is. And then, I mean, T.Y., I don't know what to think about T.Y. right now, especially with Phillip Rivers being there. Uh, But all for Julio, just one player. That's a little bit rough for me, Matt. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think the danger with Singletary is either they draft or uh, more alarmingly to me, um, I've seen Buffalo listed in the teams that are having conversations for Leonard Fournette, and that would be crushing to uh, Singletary chairs.
1: Fournette will be there starting running back for, like, three games until he gets hurt, and then it'll be all Singletary again, kind of like I, last year.
3: I, you thought that was going to happen last year, but Fournette did, did hurt. So, I mean, it may long-term not be terrible, but in the short-term it would definitely. The other one that scares me for Fournette was sidetrack is if he – They were talking about the Saints inquiring. And as somebody who has a lot of Kamara shares, I. Oh, yeah, that'd be terrible. I had to log off for a while. But I guess my question would be if you made this trade, what are your running backs left?
2: So, okay. So, so, yeah, I can tell you like, so my running. So, this is where I'm trying to figure out with running backs and, and wide receivers because we're two wide receivers and then three flex spots, right? So, two, two start, two running backs, two wide receivers, and then three flex at wide receiver running back or tight end. So I've got Lev Bell, Dalvin cook, um, Josh Jacobs, James white, justice Hill and some other, you know, other pieces. Now we're getting kind of the, the ball, you know, the, the quality drops off. And then for wide receiver, I've got Devonte Adams, Adam Thielen, uh, cup, um, who else do I get here? AJ green, Julian Edelman, and then the kind of quality, you know, then, then I'm down to like more like your wide receiver four and five with like uh, Steve Sims or, you know, um, Boykin or, you know, like somebody like that that I had drafted from last year.
3: So I I don't think I would do it because, you know, I think the overall strength and depth and having options, especially since you have to essentially start seven running back wide receivers because you're, you're going to have to make some combination of those with flex. You're dealing two guys that that, by all accounts should be startable on a regular basis. For Julio Jones, who, you know, I like him, but Matt's right. He's getting older. Calvin Ridley started to emerge. No, not Matt's older, but Julio. He's starting. Uh, Calvin.
1: Just uh, popped up on screen.
3: Calvin. Uh, Calvin Calvin Ridley starting to emerge, you know, it's fair. We've seen before Julio Jones be an incredible receiver who doesn't get touchdowns and that makes a big difference too. So you never really know Uh, Atlanta suddenly finds itself in probably a much more competitive division with the saints being pretty incredible. Still the Buccaneers obviously making their play with Brady and Carolina has at least some high hopes with their new coach. So I, I probably wouldn't do it.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's my the it's the it's that fear of uh, Buffalo drafting another running back it just if it you know if that happens like I'd like I mean I know like if it's Acres okay Acres also maybe that'll be okay but still that doesn't that doesn't like breed confidence for me despite like reports that say Buffalo is confident in him being a three down back but I I don't know if if they've had so many interviews as I've read with various backs that doesn't necessarily tell me that they're that confident <laughs> in, in, in him.
1: Tell Dennis this trade really quick so we can get his, um, uh, his opinion on it really quick.
2: All right, Dennis, do I, do I, I'm still trying to move Singletary. So do yeah. I, do I move Singletary? I, th- I thought I had a deal in place for uh, McClure straight up and I would have done it. Um, but Singletary T Y and the two Oh eight for Julio.
4: I, I'm a big fan of Julio. I uh, I'd probably try to get like a third rounder back or something.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think he has he has no third has got like a fourth or something. You know what I mean? So like at that point, like I was trying to could I get Slayton? Could I get you know? Could I just get some sort of like Slayton? I think Slayton's value.
4: not a throw in.
2: No, yeah. no not anymore. Maybe i <laughs> yeah. I could get Eifert. There we go. Add, yeah. to, my, add to my menagerie of uh, random tight ends.
4: Throw they can throw some pieces in anyways and with Eifert.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, All right, not- so
1: we're we're gonna talk about some auction stuff. Me and Dennis are in an auction league together, and then me and Matt. Golly, this is annoying. I don't know, whatever. Me and Matt are no, wrong again. There we go. There we go. Me and Matt are in an auction league. A Debbie one, but Jonathan, you said one of yours was Superflex, right?
2: So who? I'm assuming Mahone
1: was one of them Superflex.
2: Uh no. So the the regular auction. No, I think that was just like a regular Superflex league. No, not an auction one. Oh, okay, got gotcha. you. Right, so on was your just auction
1: mess. one, on your auction, who was uh, who went the highest? Who went the who went for the most money?
2: Um, that's a good question. I would give me like a second, and I can look up. I can tell you on my team who went the highest, but in in the actual auction, I need to. Uh, I'd have to look that up real quick.
1: All right. Well, I know in mine and Matt's, Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. It was still Barkley that's going the highest in ours, right? He went for like sixty something. <laughs> Or was it home?
3: Here, I'm going to look. I think it's uh, CMC. Oh, my God. Really? All yeah, right. I guess everybody kept upbidding him at the last that, second. Yeah, that was that caused the, all the controversy. Yeah, that was the uh, – uh, I guess there's no good way to sort the page. That's so exciting. Dennis, do you so, remember
1: who put the highest in ours?
4: Uh, I think well, Barkley and CMC went for like 81 and 80. Uh, Barkley at 80, oh. CMC at 81.
3: I'll read a, a couple of ours. Uh, Barkley went for 60. Uh, Mahomes went for 61. And CMC went for 63. I believe CMC is the highest. That's the highest I'm seeing.
1: And so all three of those, I don't, Dennis, what was our
3: budget? Because in the one that Matt's talking about,
1: our budget was 300 for 21 roster spots, technically. 22,
3: 22 roster well, spots. Well,
1: one of them's a Debbie spot. So I say right. 21, but.
3: But you have to buy the Debbie spots. So
1: yeah, if you were smart, you wait just buy the last one for a dollar.
4: <laughs> our, uh, we have 24 roster spots and our, uh, initial budget was $275. Uh, when you place players, now we're, we're also a contract league as well. Yeah. So the taxi squad, they don't count as much when they're on the taxi sc- squad towards your, uh, salary cap. So it depends on how you move them around. We were not allowed to trade uh, auction money during our draft, which I found kind of frustrating because I tried to move Barkley during the draft so I could get more money to bid. And I, I couldn't. And and that that frustrated me after the draft, I ended up trading Barkley for Deandre Swift and Leonard Fournette. Now Fournette's acting a fool. I, I, (laughs) I gained I gained nine dollars in cap space, but you know who knows what the hell is going to happen with Fournette.
1: You know, if you would better have try to trade him, CD Lamb, you would have had more money. Yeah, I know. I damn Stevie
3: <laughs> Lamb. You better try to trade Fournette before the draft. Nah, right, I, I Joe, don't like Fournette of,
4: though.
1: What, what were know, some of your highest ones?
2: Right, sorry, so so I got it for you. So our budget was like seven hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Uh, 24 spots, but you don't have to fill all 24. Um, Lamar and Mahomes and CMC, uh, all were like those were the three highest. Uh, Lamar at 181, Mahomes at 176, CMC at 176, and then um, Kyler Murray at 170 and Barkley at 166.
3: Was it super uh, flex? What was uh, the
2: cap again? Seven hundred and seventy-seven. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense now. Man, still that's a but, lot.
3: It has to be super flex, right? Because if,
2: uh, what, so I'm gonna, let me look and double check on that.
3: Why would you go ham on a quarterback, even if?
2: Uh, I even mean, if Patrick like
3: Mahomes
1: it. and Lamar were kind of outscoring everybody. I mean, Lamar gives you that extra rushing yardage you really
2: don't get from anybody else. Let me I'll, let me look and see if I can throw it up. Let's see. I'm looking to see. It's like a half point, uh half point PPR. Doesn't it doesn't uh I think yeah. it's you, you can just you can just play as many QBs as you want. I don't think it's necessarily like because it's a it's a best ball style, so there's no oh okay uh, there's no like roster construction, like however you want to roll. Oh well that R- makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you
3: had a, a couple them. of giant quarterbacks and they both
2: scored for you. Yeah, exactly.
1: Did, uh, did you have rookies available in yours? Or are you guys doing a uh,
2: – Yes, they were there. Yeah. They were there, yeah.
1: So who was the highest rookie that went?
2: The highest rookie is – let me look here.
1: So I think for ours it was it was still C.D. Lamb, wasn't it, Matt, or was it Swift? It had to have been one of those two. I know the others didn't go. Or maybe it was Taylor. No, so actually,
3: I think Joe Burrow went for 50-something.
1: Well, yeah, Bur- right, Burrow.
2: Burrow was the highest for us, 105.
1: God. Yeah, i'm gonna look justin herbert's where it's at people oh what did you guys think about this burrow kid i don't know De- dennis
2: got me dennis got me uh he told me to get herbert in in my like superflex uh with that with my standing uh good job buddy this guy so i got him as my one of my qbs so they Bur- under there but you know
3: in ours burrow went for 45 i'm trying to find lamb
1: I think he was I, the eyes, because I know Taylor and Swift were both in the 30s. Lamb was 32, I think. Judy and was 30. Right now.
4: I do Judy. not have a third quarterback in ours.
1: Yeah, I don't. Oh, I think I got four because I think I took Jordan. Uh, I think I took Justin uh, Herbert in mine. I don't know. I was trying to pull it up really quick. I keep pulling up the wrong league, though. I'm in too many leagues. It's very yeah, no, uh,
4: <laughs> now you have three. You have Darnold, Herbert, and Mayfield.
1: Oh, that's perfect right there. I got two MVP candidates and Herbert and Mayfield and then Darnell will just you be set on my bench whenever I need him. So hopefully he doesn't get mono again. I don't need him. That's what this guy's for. MVP <sighs>
2: 2020. Hey, I have been buying a lot of uh, of Beckham, so let's let's hope. Oh yeah. Before he gets before he gets traded.
1: No, don't say it. don't put that juju on me, man. I've been fighting that battle all fucking week with that crap. He's not going anywhere. If they – they're going to trade him on Thursday, and you guys are going to see an epic meltdown on this podcast live because he's going to get traded for like a first-round pick and an eighth-round pick.
3: After you spent uh, $48 to get him. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know. Oh, you should have seen the other one. That's that's the bad thing is so many people – because obviously in the two Debbie leagues that I created, that's all like listeners, so they know I'm a big Browns fan. Motherfuckers were bidding me on every Browns player, and I am <laughs> trying to get all of them. I spent 40-plus on Beckham. I think Baker cost me 40 plus in both of them. Nick Chubb, 30 plus. So yeah. It is what it is. I'm still yeah. baited, I hope. I, I don't know. My one team is horrible. But give us kind of a breakdown of the rest of your team really quick on that in that uh the auction one.
2: In the auction one. Yeah. And I was yeah. just gonna let you guys know the the next like highest rookie in that uh in that auction was uh Taylor for eighty
1: nine. Yeah, it makes sense. He's kind so. of the the number one it seems at running back for everybody.
2: Yeah, so in okay, so in, in mine and I just spent my last dollar today. Uh, so I got, you're not going to like my QBs because I, I only grabbed one really the, unless something happens, but I got Jimmy G uh, <laughs> for 82 because everybody was like blowing up QB and it was costing like over a hundred bucks. And I was like, nah, forget that. Um, so then I got Mullins as backup just in case uh, for like two bucks and Robert Griffin for three. And then I got Lev Bell, DJ Dallas and Darius Anderson and then my wide receivers are Devontae, Hopkins, Tyreek, OBJ, Debo, Hilton, Jalen Rager, and Kelvin Harmon. I like the Rager and the Harmon. How much did you spend for Rager? Uh, 35
1: Yeah, he seems to be going. He went pretty high in ours, too. I, don't, I was hoping Wait. he'd go cheaper.
3: You have to remember, though, he's talking about... A- cap of 777 yeah. so that's pretty low for
1: them Oh yeah, yeah that's low yeah like
3: cars. you're you're thinking about our 300 yeah, cap. Yeah, for i, I should
1: have like put that. it at 700 I'd, I'd have been a lot more promiscuous with my money there had i had i
2: done it mm-hmm. higher than that i should have done i should have done a percentage breakdown for you here yeah like i mean so like adams like Devontae and tyreek went for 115 okay and i got d hop for i got I got hopkins for 105 I mean that's. Good. Me i I'm that I'm was trying like, to think of resisted. what.
1: Um, yeah. So it's like, I was trying to pull a mine to compare, it, but I am bad with math, so that that's not going to help either. I'm not going to understand anything when I tell you guys this, but uh, like I think and, so. In the one that me and you were in, Matt, I got Odell and Hopkins both for forty dollars each, in a three hundred uh, and a three hundred cap. I believe that's what I ended up getting both of those for.
3: Here, I'll look it up.
1: So I'm pretty sure. Matt's going to come prove me wrong. I'm going to end up spending more money than I thought
3: I did. but
4: Yeah, I spent I, 55 I think, on Hopkins in our draft.
3: I think Hopkins was 40-something. For so yeah, here's, uh, sure. here's Matt's auction in our league. You got DeAndre Hopkins for 40, Odell Beckham Jr. for 48, Jordan Love for 10, Mark Andrews for 27, Nick Chubb for 34, J.K. Dobbins for 35, Baker Mayfield for 40, Carryon Johnson for 10, and T.Y. Hilton for six.
1: Sounds like a lot of homer picks in there. That's a lot of money on those Browns and Buckeyes players. That's for sure. Yeah, and the bad part about that is, so that's what, one, two, five, eight. I got nine players total right now, and I got to fill 11 <laughs> more spots.
3: No, we have 21, so if you have nine players, you got 12 more. Plus Debbie, so thirteen.
1: Oh my bad. I've got one. I've got a guy I'm bidding on. Am I looking at the right one? Yeah, Lavisca Chanol, who I'm hoping I win. But
3: yeah, I'm looking at the number closed. You have nine so far that have closed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at. I'm looking at my screen here, which got the the two because I'm bidding on players right now. So (laughs) I'm hoping I win Lavisca, and I don't remember who else. I was trying to scroll and find him Pittman. Pittman, two the guys. Saving my boy for last I'm hoping some asshole – let's see if I can get this right this time – doesn't update him and steal him from me. Oh, yeah. So did that in a rookie draft.
2: Oh, yeah. You, you'd you be happy where I got where I got your boy in uh, in a super flex. It was uh, it was very late. Hold on. I was looking to see if I could tell you exactly uh, what round it was in. But it was like uh, – I'm assuming we're talking about Hodgins. Yes, well. yes. Um. Let me see here. It was, it was uh. Sorry, I had a bad, late pick on that one. Let's see. I got Hodgins. So the rookies were included. I got him in the eighteenth round. Very nice. When he goes in the third round on Friday,
1: he's gonna shoot up everybody's boards. It's gonna piss me off. I Man, I'm happy for him, but it's gonna piss me off. So it means I'm not gonna be able to get as much of them as I want to. Yeah. Dennis. Give us a breakdown of your team here a little bit, so we can kind of discuss how your team. Because you went kind of stars and scrubs, like uh, like Matt did too, didn't you?
4: I did. I did. I I spent two hundred and ten of my two hundred and seventy five on five players.
3: <laughs> so uh, when I read mine, you can just say, "Hold my beer." Uh, I
4: I had Hopkins or not Hopkins, uh, Barkley for eighty, uh, Hopkins for fifty five. Uh, Kenyon Drake for 40, Mark Andrews for 35. And and then just trying to bid up Matt, I got CD Lamb for 33. So that left me sitting with hardly any money. So I ended up, uh, I got quarterbacks are Allen and Goff for a total of $15. Uh, my running backs, I, I got Tevin Coleman. Gus Edwards uh, and Divine Ozigbo, each for a buck. Uh, so that, you know, I felt pretty good with, like, I, I, I like Edwards this year. I think he's going to be a consistent producer. He's probably not going to give you any uh, RB1 weeks, but he's going to get a consistent amount of touches. And I guess out of your running back three, you're kind of, that's what you're hoping for, and then, if Tevin Coleman comes back around, we'll see what happens there. It uh, looks like, it, unless Jacksonville drafts a running back, if they trade uh, Fournette, you know, it could, could be good news for Devino Zigbo. But then I went and traded Barkley for Fournette and Swift. <laughs> then my wide receivers after Hopkins at 55 and Lamb at 33. Now I just have to hope Lamb land somewhere where he's inserted into the lineup and force-fed footballs. Uh, but I spent a grand total of $7 on the rest of my wide receivers, who are Cole Beasley, Alshon Jeffrey, Rashad Perryman, Kenny Stills, and D.D. Westbrook. <clears throat>
1: Where do you think Lamb, or where do you hope Lamb goes to kind of make that thirty-three dollars you spent on him worth it?
4: Well, in my uh, first round draft contest, my first pass at the first round so far, I actually have him going uh, to the Raiders at twelve. Or no, wait a minute. Where did, where is he? I have him going to the Jets at eleven. Got gotcha. you. I actually have Tua dropping to the Raiders at twelve.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw that earlier. You, I saw you comment on that earlier. That's kind of the interesting little little spot you had for him, Jonathan. Besides Hodges, did you end up with any rookies?
2: Um, in my in the superflex where they were included, yeah. In the in my auction, the only the only uh, two I ended up with were uh, Rager and um, DJ Dallas.
1: Well, along cheap.
2: cheap, I was I was just trying to get my guys for like a dollar or two because everybody kept upbid in my like other you know like everybody did the same thing like I had a guy comment in the group chat because he's in my that one dynasty league with me that I was getting um, Tyree kill for like $95 for like because it's like a 12 hour timer so I was I was into like hour 10 and going to get him for 95. And then he put in there, like, what are you guys doing? This? He's going to get them for like 95. And then, then the, all the bids like shot up. So then I had to wait again until I got it for, for a little bit more.
4: Well, rookie wise, because I didn't have much money left after lamb, I kind of had to take a look and see what might, who, who might be able to produce something that nobody else wanted to bid on. So I actually went Hunter Bryant at tight end for a dollar Uh, Michael Warren at running back for a dollar, and then a a sleeper running back out of SMU, Xavier Jones. I got him for a dollar, and then uh, I did. Somebody else nominated Lynn Bowden, and uh, I drafted him. I got him for two dollars. So I feel okay with my rookies. Uh, I'm going to need to do something with uh, in free agency to try and get a third quarterback.
1: Matt, what about you? Did you get any? Any rookies so far
3: in yours? I did not have any uh, rookies so far. So I also, uh, I guess, unwittingly did stars and scrubs. I think I... Um, and a little bit of a friend in there as well. Well, <clears throat> yeah, that was before. So in the first wave, I bid on uh, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Chris Godwin and put them up and and Dak because it's super flex. And I thought someone would go over the top, uh, but no. So I got Michael Thomas for 50, Devontae Adams for 40, Chris Godwin for 40, and I took Dak for 40. So that was, I think, 190 of our $300 on those four players. And then um, Drew Locke, they put him up early. I was hoping people would wait, and then I could get him for less. Uh, but then I ended up going up to 30 to make sure that I got him – uh, and I, needed, I had not taken a running back, so David Montgomery, I got him for 25. They were really bidding up running backs, so that was tough. The one that we'll see if it comes back to haunt my dreams is Cortland Sutton because it got to about a point in time of 35 where I think you guys know because in our chat I was like, I don't know if I should do this. No, no, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. And then the guy that had him at 43 was just – Talking about him being the greatest player, and that I just didn't have enough belief in him. He actually apparently thought his bid had closed, um, but that was enough. I went back and took him for forty-five. So that was uh, that was rough. Um, so really uh, having to bide my time. Now I got my Debbie pick uh, one ten. I got Sammy Watkins for two dollars, and then I finally got Darrell Henderson for eight. So, I have a second running back. I'm pretty close to closing on Lindsey for five. So, that would give me three running saying? backs. Are you going to get Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton as well?
2: <laughs> Round them out. They're on my dynasty team. Maybe you Juwan should... Winfrey? Go ahead. I got them all.
3: I definitely am not going to be attempting to uh, pick up that. Juwan Winfrey, that would be a complete waste. I mean, I might as well light my dollar on fire and throw it out the window. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not a big fan of Tim Patrick after he cost me my chance at a 3 Pete. So, all right, so some of my guys here that I've got, I mean, uh, I think me and Matt Matt already mentioned my other roster. So my other one I've got Herbert. I've got three rookies, Herbert, Dobbins, and Lamb, all of which I got kind of expensive. It's the same format as the one me and Matt are in. Uh, Herbert I got for 25, which I thought was actually kind of cheap because it is a super flex format. But Dobbins, 38, and then CD Lamb, 32. So I've kind of spent a lot of money on those three rookies. Now I'm kind of sitting with almost no money, kind of bidding up – not bidding up, but trying to get those guys uh, cheaper than that. What did, you, what did you think so far? I guess I'm going to ask all three of you because, Dennis, I don't think it happened much in ours. But, Matt, me and you were in a chat that got a little contentious with some of the stuff. And, and, Jonathan, you just mentioned it happened to you. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on the fact that you were about to win a bid for a player that – in in it's not your fault that you were going to get them cheaper than what other people were paying for them. But then the fact that someone came in and made a big deal about you getting them cheap. And then, so a bunch of people came in and upbid them. What were your thoughts on that? Because that caused all kinds of controversy uh, for us in one of our leagues.
2: Yeah, I think like, okay, so I know who it, I know who it is. Cause I'm in like a, a dynasty league with him. So I was less offended than if it was just some like rando person that was in the league with me, I think like, um, but he's the guy. Like, what what did bother me was he's the guy who right out of the bat spent. I think I could I could do the math in a second here. But he had Mahomes, Jackson, CMC, and Barkley were the four he won right from the start. Like, and and spent like at least probably seventy five percent of his budget on those four. And then so I come in and get like Tyree Kill for like ninety five or whatever, and he's throwing. You know, he's he's letting people know that. And so I I was a little angry about about uh him telling people to like upbid me so that i would i'd have to pay essentially overpay for hill um at the time i think i'd like i said i think if it was somebody that i didn't know i'd probably be more pissed that like it was just some random person doing it because uh it it would it would just be even more like irritating because largely because i don't really get involved in the chat at all so i'm just sitting there like just waiting to bid my players. And I I will say the one thing that did really bother me, and I don't know if this happened to you guys too, in terms of like, I don't know what auction, if there is an auction etiquette, but to like upbid a guy by like $1, like, uh, like I, it just drives me insane. Like one like you let the clock go all the way to like the last like hour, 30 minutes. And then you go from like $2 to $3. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, come on
3: you no, are talking we're about the last hour. Ours was the last five minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Our, there was inside show. a minute a couple of times.
2: I'm so, like, if you're going to upbid it, like, Go like like three bucks, four bucks, five bucks, like perfect, Especially because our budget was so large. Like, yeah.
4: why why should I spend more money than I have to just to make you feel good? <laughs> it,
2: it's not that. So here's where I kind of
1: agree with with Jonathan on this because it, it did happen in our Debbie one, and it, one of the victims was me, and I called it to Matt. I told him it was going to happen. So before I had been on Zeke, and like Barkley and CMC had both gone for Matt mentioned her, like sixty yeah. and seventy something dollars. I've so been on, on sixty three. Yeah, and I had bid on him, in all honesty, not wanting him. I was hoping that someone would pay a bunch of money, kind of waste their money on him. I was going after guys like Nick Chubb. I knew I wanted Dobbins. I was going to go after a bunch of rookies. Uh, Like, I think I got Vaughn in that one, too. Like, I I tried to go for a bunch of rookies. So, with five minutes left, Zeke was on there with, I think, $40. And I was about to win him with five minutes left at $40. And I told Matt someone was going to do it, and some guy did. He bid him up $1. No, I think it was $5. I, I'll take back. Oh, that back. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, I went to 45
1: Yeah, but he only did that because he's like, well, I didn't think it was fair that you were going to get Zeke that cheap. And I'm like, I, "Like, really, bro? Like, if I could punch you through the group me, I would. And then he ended up winning him because I wasn't going to bid any more for him. I'm not, I'm not going to upbid. I wasn't going to bid because I didn't want to win him at that money. I would have taken him at 40 I wasn't going to go to 45 yeah. What, what you is, know what, what that's called? called you seem to be kind of the, the guy who wants to play the villain there, and you're gonna if you could upbid 50 roll. cents on the dollar if you could. But see, that's I think
4: all creating rivalries. <laughs> yeah.
3: it was only happening though. I noticed it seemed like with the running backs and a couple of top-tier quarterbacks, because yeah. I was surprised honestly that nobody made moves, you know, against the top-tier wide receivers for a while. Um you know, we've seen a little bit more action on wide receivers back and forth later, but I thought for sure somebody was going to go for one of the, one of the guys I had flowed through because we we were making jokes about it. A lot of uh, players that went after are going for more than Devontae Adams or, or uh, Chris Godwin went for. It. And Michael Thomas, in terms of those top-tier dynasty assets, going for 50 seems pretty good when you're talking about the quarterbacks. We're all 60-plus. Uh, Carson Wentz went for 55 we've seen like Joe Burrow go for 45 we've seen some even second tier running backs go higher than that so that's been kind of interesting to me
1: yeah that's why I thought getting Baker at 40 and then getting Jordan Love Jordan Love was the really interesting one for me and I think I kind of slid him in there I did it early on when there was still a lot of people bidding I only bid $10 on him and I won him and I do think he He's, he has to progress. I, I don't know if he'll be a starter this year, but once he becomes a starter, I think I, I literally just stole a player in the Superflex format. So I was kind of happy about that. Jonathan, who's a player that you
2: feel you might have stolen in, in your auction league? Uh Man, in my auction, let me look. I I think it's going to be – I think Hopkins. I think Hopkins at at 105, uh, you know, it's – I did the math earlier on percentage just so we could – in case someone's really nerding out on, like, stats. But, like, it was uh, 13.5% of my budget on on, on Hopkins – right for 105 and you got guys like Michael Thomas, like Matt was mentioning, like in my league, I think, I think he went for like, now it's just like a redraft, but like, I think he went for like over 150 bucks or something like that. So to get Hopkins and have, you know, Hill and Adams all within like a couple dollars of each other. And, and there's a big gap between, I don't think there's a, an actual big gap between those guys. Right. and Michael Thomas. So to me, I thought like any of those three receivers, but because Hopkins was a little bit lower, I think, um, I mean, I think he's going to be fine in Arizona. Like, he's going to get the ball. Like, there's there's nobody else there that's getting the ball. I don't think it's going to be Kirk. I mean, I know there was something today about him maybe getting traded, question mark. Yeah, I saw that. So, I I think think Hopkins is getting the ball. I'm not concerned about his, like, ability to uh, catch the ball. Did you
3: you guys see the incredible tweet about Dallas was looking for a slot receiver, either Christian Kirk or – and I can't remember who the second guy was. Yeah, it was a A very very spare. guy. The guy responded, he's like, yeah, for dinner tonight, I might have a sirloin or a hot dog. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, Marquis like Goodwin the was, the was the other guy.
3: Yeah, Marquis Goodwin.
1: Marquis Goodwin, yeah. It yeah. So I will, I will talk about those two guys. Let's stick with Hopkins since that's who Jonathan won. Are we worried about Hopkins at all going to Arizona? I know we talked about the trade earlier, but we didn't really discuss it in the, in the effect of fantasy. I know – I was a big fan of Kyler last year. I think he he played really good. I think he takes a step forward. What are your guys' thoughts on Hopkins coming in, into this year now with the new team? I mean, he's still got Kirk and Larry Fitz. I don't know how much Kenyon Drake may participate in the receiving game, so he still has to somewhat compete with guys who are better than what he had. I mean, Will Fuller is better than Kirk, but Will Fuller is on the field for two games out of the year. So, what well, I mean, will I
3: actually mean, to be there. You know, your favorite player, Hakeem Butler?
2: Oh, Matt, yeah?
1: Trust me, I'm really not happy that they traded for it because Hakeem Butler's the truth, and he's going to be the greatest wide receiver in the league, and he's not even going to get to play because Hopkins is there.
3: In, in, which in four years, league? he'll NFL? be the
4: new Darren Waller.
1: Hey, that's fine oh. with me because he's going to end up on the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to own every single share of him. I'm going to have the wide receiver one when that happens.
2: It's a long game. You're playing exactly. the long We're game. I'm playing <laughs> okay.
1: Dynasty here, not Redraft. Matt, what, uh, what are your thoughts on Hopkins going to Arizona? Oh,
3: uh, to answer your question, I mean, I, I think he has a little bit more competition for targets. I actually, yesterday, added a Kyler Murray share, so I'm feeling hopeful. Uh, you know, I liked what we saw from Murray last year. I think Hopkins is going to be fine. I don't have questions about him. More of my questions about the move have to do with, you know, what is Arizona going to be like and is Cliff Kingsbury and his offensive system going to last, going to work? are they going to end up having to change coaches again, uh, things like that. I mean, I think I think he'll be fine, though. When I was doing my pre-draft rankings, I still have Hopkins as wide receiver four for the year.
4: Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any shortage of targets for DeAndre Hopkins. You know, the issue may be, will his hands be too sore to catch the ball?
1: Matt, you had him at four. Who Who'd you have above him? Obviously, Michael Thomas. Who were the other three?
3: Godwin and Adams
1: other two oh, that's right i forgot about you you've got godwin really high up there okay what about michael thomas he gets yeah i'm i was told there was going to be no math all right i am horrible at math
3: no i'm saying i have godwin
1: oh yeah i know you do yeah you you're a big godwin truther i know yeah i, know. I don't you're know you spent 180 out of a 300 budget on him right something like
3: that he uh, was the he was the only one of those three receivers i wanted and he was the only one i had to compete back to get that it, it bit me in the yeah. in the backside so hard
1: is anybody worried about Emmanuel Sanders going to New Orleans and taking some of the uh, of the targets away from Michael Thomas?
4: Nope.
2: No, I would say – I think I think if anybody still takes, quote, unquote, some of it, I think actually Cook may be more so than Sanders. At least, at, least in, at least in the end zone, you know what I mean? Like, like more so than anywhere else.
4: Yeah, I think Mike will have close to his target share – and I think the rest of the guys are just fighting to to divide it up.
3: If anything, it might help Thomas because if you think last year Thomas was getting t- triple, you know, double and triple teamed because there was nobody that anybody else thought was a great receiver on the other side. Sanders and it didn't matter. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. matter. And Sanders actually will you have to actually cover. So, you know, the greatest thing for Michael Thomas will be if Sanders burns a couple of people because they leave him alone early in the season and then they'll. Then it'll open up things for Thomas a little more.
1: Uh, so, what was uh, what was your overall thoughts on on your auction draft there, Jonathan? Like, how, how did you like doing it? Is something that I, I've actually enjoyed doing more than actual startup drafts. I don't know about this guy because he was kind of hesitant about it. I don't know if he's enjoyed the auction experience that much this year. But what were your thoughts on it?
2: Uh, so, is, I liked it. Would I? Would I? Would I do it? Would I do it again? I might do like maybe like one more, but would it supplant like either doing like Superflex Titan Premium? Now I'm sort of getting a little more into that, even though I'm fading tight ends like terribly, and it's probably going to come back to bite me um, in those leagues. I I don't think it's it's piqued my curiosity enough to kind of like continue with the auction. I do think it's like an interesting format, but I think I prefer. Uh, doing the, that, su- the, I think doing Superflex Dynasty to me. I know I might be a little kind of behind the times in terms of the the curve for for what's going on, but just a normal standard kind of snake draft. Matt, what about you?
3: Auctions um, not my favorite format. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, this that's where you're gonna get. This, it. this has done little to uh, <laughs> to change to change that. I mean, I I just don't. There's, I like, so, you know, we've obviously done mocks and stuff and you can tell when it gets to me, I make picks pretty quick because I'm watching the board and I have my selection. It just, my entire strategy and thinking for doing it is thrown off. And I honestly, if we were going to do an auction again, I think I would have done better with a regular auction where you're, where you're doing it, you're watching the clock, doing you're watching one, one at a time, you're keeping track. The 24-hour thing and having 24 bids open it threw off my my tracking. I think that's where we saw some people early in the draft slip through. You know, I don't think people realized some of what the bids were on some of those players. Because I told you before, some pretty decent tier, like Tyreek Hill went for sub $40, so did Julio Jones yeah. went for 35 DJ Moore went for 35 people were not ready you know i think we're still trying to adjust and that's that's me i've never i've never done an auction slow draft so it was kind of wading into a a different kind of experience
1: yeah that's why i kept nominating all those top guys right at the beginning i mean this is only my second one or third one maybe i I, I just had done one obviously with dennis that we were talking about uh so that's why i was nominating those guys though because i knew people would be I mean, I even said it in the chat. I gave everybody the chance to not do it. It's like, don't upbid players at the beginning because you're gonna end up screwing yourselves. And now everybody most of the teams are sitting there with like twenty dollars trying to fill ten spots and, and it's not gonna work for them. Dennis, what what was your kind of overall experience with the with the I know it's a little bit different because we have to do contracts with it, which I still haven't looked at because I <laughs> rat-
3: Your were promise that. there would be little math. So
1: oh, trust me, yeah. I, the math part's not good with me at all.
4: I've done auctions before and I'm usually really, really good about determining wh- what value I have on players. This one was a contract league for whatever reason that got in my head and I did not prep for the auction part of it with the player valuations because I was so trying to get my head around the contract part of it. And, and I, I don't think I was really prepared because usually I, I will usually if I put a if I put let's say Saquon Barkley his value to me is $60 I'm rigidly not going to go more than 65. I'm that's just how I've always done auctions. But I hadn't done an auction in a few years and I got so wrapped up with the contract aspect of it that I did not have a good foundation for how i was valuing the players i don't hate my team i I think like alshon jeffrey is somebody he could catch 70 passes for a you know 1100 yards and seven touchdowns this year even if if philadelphia drafts three wide receivers there's still a strong chance alshon still leads them in receptions uh it's you know for me i like the auction uh Format as part of it. I do tend to prefer the fast auctions where you know you've got three minutes or two minutes or whatnot, and you're going and you're you're bidding. In a slow auction, I think part of what you want to have is people you're more familiar with. So because, you know, because then you don't end up with like the well, I'm just going to bid up. How can I? Then things like, are we going to really let Matt get that guy, get Tyreek Hill for that price? If everybody knows each other or is at least acquainted, then it's more fun as opposed to being kind of snarky.
3: See, I, you know what it made me think of is, too, probably uh, one of the reasons that I struggle with auctions, probably some of the stuff Matt talked about with getting suckered into getting bid up for your guys like i have a friend who uh, you know i used to play with that i met on fantasy life app. mike he loves auction drafts he doesn't have a favorite nfl team he doesn't really have a team that's his team he likes following football in general and he like and he loved auctions and i think i understand more why auction worked out well for him because he didn't have that emotional investment like i hosed myself because i spent 75 of a 300 budget so i have a bronco stack you know that's that's not that's not you know Matt the fantasy analyst. That's Matt the guy with the horse emblem behind him, mm-hmm. who just you know listening to somebody talk, talk glowingly about Courtland Sutton and saying, "Darn it." I said 38 was my max. I'm going 45. <laughs> yeah. And I probably would have gone higher too. I was thinking to like, so myself, I was rationalizing. I'm like, if it gets to 55, I'll have to out. <laughs> I can't even imagine how I would have screwed my team even further. Yeah. I think that's part of the heart. If people know, like, you know, obviously everybody knows us and some of our, our fandoms and they were bidding up some of the Cleveland players or some of the rookies that Matt wanted. I think that's, part of my struggle. There's random chance guys snipe you or whatever when you're doing snake draft, but it doesn't feel quite as as brutal as the auction where you're self sabotaging.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the same. Like I don't really have necessarily a favorite like NFL team or, or anything. And I honestly outside of playing fantasy, don't like follow too too much. Like I more follow like soccer more than anything else. Ooh i thank you all right and uh so i look i'm, I'm wearing my uh spurs jersey for you i was right? gonna ask
1: you if it was a, if it was a spurs was one spurs, or
2: the spur oh this side this side i got a hold yeah. there all right so anyway but like to that point i think what happened that didn't people, look
4: like a horseshoe
2: it, 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 it's not <laughs> uh it's not a cowboy star either even though i'm yeah. over here um uh, like, I think to me what it was, like, when people started up upbidding me was less, like, my allegiance to the player and more just, like, an FU. Like, all right, okay, I'm, I'm going to, like, I'm going to keep going. Like, that's where, like, that irrationality was coming in was, like, I want Hopkins. I want Hill. Like, if we're playing, like, in my format, at least with his best ball, like, Hill could go out there and score, like, uh, it could be, like, five touchdowns, you know, one week. Like, so uh, my initial strategy when we were kind of talking strategies was to kind of – before I knew I didn't necessarily have to – fill all the roster spaces because that's what I was trying to figure out was how am I gonna get like twenty four roster spots and all these guys are like CMC's almost two hundred dollars like you know you're thinking like he's already like a third of the budget. Like how am I gonna be able to do this? And um my strategy went like right out the window. And once I figured out that um I didn't necessarily need to fill all the spots, then trying the more like balanced approach, I was like forget that like I'm just going like deep on like receiver, I'll hope Jimmy G can I I don't care enough can he get just a couple of you know a couple of points because like when you start looking at how everything else falls out for everybody else, once those top players go off the board, like the balanced guys that are remaining, they don't have nearly the ceiling that like CMC or you know Hill or Hopkins, you know, if you're if you're going that kind of you get down into that you know, more like third tier guy who's still costing, you know, even if it's just half of what you paid for Hopkins, but is he going to outproduce Hopkins for the money that you saved just to get him plus, like I was th- kind of along those lines of like, will these two receivers outscore Hopkins, you know, that are kind of left over. And I don't think, I don't think they will.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. So right before we cut out of here, uh, what are your thoughts, Jonathan, on the the virtual NFL draft?
2: Are you excited for it this weekend? I think it's going to be a disaster. But um, based on these early <laughs> the early talks, they, like yeah, I but, do enjoy the, the hey, well, yeah they I,
3: screwed up pick one today.
2: They I, one, one. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I, I saw that, and I saw like uh, who is it that they always give a heart to? Oh, Gettleman for the Giants. Like, um, yeah, it's going to be. It shouldn't be for the amount of money and. IT people that they could get to kind of get that thing set up. I think it's a cool way to do it, especially for, I think, fans at home. I think there's a lot you could do that would be, you know, somebody like me who doesn't necessarily have a team and I'm just more interested in where people land for fantasy purposes. I think there's a lot you could probably do online, the way you set it up, to get more fans involved. Like, I know, for example, as, like, a parallel, I know, like, the PGA Tour, right, before, like, everything went um, went whack with all the, coronavirus stuff was interested in doing more kind of like live streaming stuff of, of, of that. And like betting components with DK and everything. And I know there's like another kind of golf outlaw tour that's doing something through like Periscope. But I think like with the NFL, there's so many fans and there's so many opportunities in the online platform that they need. I don't know who's in charge of their like social media or or that sort of outreach, but I think that could be a way going forward that they could, they could definitely kind of um, tap into something that they haven't tapped into necessarily yet in the fantasy, like at least within the fantasy component of it. I think you got a lot of people, especially being home, that they could, they could definitely, you know, if you could get like some sort of like inside camera on your favorite team, like Matt, you'd probably be all over. Like you get like a Cleveland Browns camera up in the corner somewhere, like, you know, like over here somewhere. And you could watch in the, you know, in the war room or whatever. I think something like that would really entice people that are like super diehards.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool. It would stress me out too much to sit there and watch them <laughs> talk about who they're going to take. That's going to be the wrong pick. It's just, nah, I couldn't handle it. I just need to watch it happen once. That way I can just not have to relive my horror the entire
2: time. But they should let you like vote though. That's what I think. I want some like, you know, fan, fan interaction, right? Like tell wow, like, me. choice
1: browns fans are very fickle we'll all vote like the wrong player and then they're going to draft that player and then we're going to be so we're all going to get mad because they drafted that player when they should have drafted this player over here so i yeah i I mean others uh, that may work for other franchises i don't know if it worked for the Browns though at all matt dennis your guys quick thoughts on the the virtual draft real quick before we get out of here you guys excited ready for it
3: i'll let dennis go first
4: i think that the whole technical issues uh Talk is much ado about nothing. I I think I agree with what Jonathan said. They've got the resources to do it. And if I'm not mistaken, back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, you know, early sixties, I don't know that they all necessarily congregated in a room or a bunch of rooms together and, and did it. I mean, it didn't even start being put on TV till what the seventies?
3: Actually, I just watched Peyton's Places about the draft. They did kind of congregate in a room, and it was the most boring uh, experience of all time. I loved Archie Manning describing uh, his experience of being drafted. <laughs> Number one, they called him to like the athletic director's office, and he kind of sat there, and they're like, hey, you got drafted by the Saints, and then he went back to class. Right. So I, I just think –
4: it even, you know, we, we get pictures into the war room. Uh, did I freeze again? Nope, just no. static. So we get pictures into the war room as it is. So I would not be surprised one bit if the NFL in every GM's office or whoever's making the call in, in, in their, their room, that there is a shareable uh, Zoom. That they're gonna pull up, so you can see. So you know, Mel Kiper can go, and I'm using him. It wouldn't be him; it'd be somebody else. Host Rich Eisen can go. Share. Look, we're watching. You know, the, the Cleveland Browns in their Zoom meeting discussing who they're gonna gonna take it, pick number ten or whatever it is. And and so, I, I if an old dude like me isn't scared of the technology. With my limited resources, then I got to expect that these billion dollar entities now we're not talking a billion dollar entity. I mean, like, we're talking like 32 billion dollar entities. They've got the resources to pull this shit off.
3: Well, I'm still excited. I mean, it's, you know, the draft is something we look forward to every year. Uh, Dennis is right. They're going to have it worked out. At the bare minimum, somebody gets on the phone, calls the commissioner's office, and they make the formal announcement. They already have lined up, I think, 58 prospects who they're going to have ready for interviews. So They have some kind of camera thing set up. Instead of coming out of a room in the back where they're like hugging their agent and wearing a suit, they're just going to be at their house with their family. Some of those interviews in the years past have been better anyway. They're going to have the highlight reel packages to run for the players. I think for the most part, it's going to be a, a little bit of the draft things you come to expect the things that I think all miss is the energy of the arena. Like when the commissioner comes out and starts to draft kind of getting booed or, you know, in the, pa- in the past few years, they've had special players from each team come out do a second and third round pick and get reactions of the crowd. Like, I was watching in Peyton's places. they were talking to Drew Pearson about the year that he came and did the Cowboys pick when it was in Philadelphia and all the NFC East guys that got booed. Some of the live reaction hearing the crowd like, oh, you know, when picks are made. You'll miss some of those kind of things. But I think for the most part, if anything – seen the ratings numbers for the last dance last night, which they said were way above ESPN's even most hopeful projection shows that we're all starved for some kind of sports going on. And this is as close to a live sporting event as we have had in over a month now. It is.
1: Sorry, I'm being interrupted by my son at the moment.
4: Well, I don't know if you've talked about it in the intro or not. But uh, if, if you haven't went out and donated $12 to the uh, Allen Robinson Within Reach Fund, which buys $20 worth of food for a needy family, uh, and you get a uh, chance to win, amongst other things, an autographed Allen Robinson jersey, you can check out Tony Dwyer at Commissioner Mister uh, on Twitter.
3: Yeah, and speaking of jerseys, for those of us who are, uh, are going to join on Thursday night, I'm going to roll out at least one Bronco jersey uh, for you? the draft. It would probably be something that rhymes with Jim Fribo.
1: Very nice. Very nice. So are you're you going to do it on – you, if you're happy with yeah. the Broncos pick, are going to
3: – Maybe. I have yeah. – I think I have uh, – I think I have six jerseys. I have Elway, I have Rod Smith, I have Champ Bailey, I have John Lynch – i have tebow um i have Von miller jersey shirt i have cj anderson maybe that's the one i should <laughs> hey,
4: man. Maybe get to a rob lytle jersey
1: I, I love cj anderson he won me he won me one of my very first fantasy championships that, oh, that I have I have
3: my, with them so i have my peyton jersey obviously from super bowl 50 well
1: hey, if you do it i may break out my denzel ward one i think i've got i don't have that many i've only really got four i've got Ellen Winslow Jr. and Dennis Northcut. Those are those are the only two other ones I had to the crowd. So I don't have any like recent guys. It's just Denzel Ward that I have that's recent. But yeah, we will, as as Matt just mentioned, we'll be live on Thursday, maybe even Friday. Uh, we haven't really confirmed that yet, but we'll definitely be live Thursday. Uh, to talk about that. But Dennis, me and you will be back on Wednesday to give our final rookie ranks. We'll probably do it live since we've been doing these other ones. So we will do that as well on Wednesday, final rookie ranks before we get ready for Thursday's big draft, which we are all excited about. Jonathan, thank you so much for, there we go, for joining us. We appreciate it. You've been, one of the best listeners we've had. We, we appreciate all the interactions. Uh, congratulations again for winning the Listener League. I know you're in the other one. I was wanting to talk about that one, but we've already gone like over an hour. Right. So we'll have to bring another you back day, another that day. Yeah. Maybe after yeah. the rookie yeah. draft, we can bring you back on to see how your team's kind of finished I, out I I, Yeah, I don't, don't have a lot of draft.
2: rookies in that one. I'm a, so let's hope they don't do so well then.
3: <laughs> what's up
2: i said i think in that one i don't have too many rookie picks so like uh i, I think I, I think i went more uh veteran than anything else
1: yeah gotcha. well hey just don't snipe isaiah Hodgins from me
2: i'll try not to
1: hey you gotta do what you got to do yeah i guess so well guys thank you so much for for joining me today i look forward to talking to you guys throughout the rest of the week and Jonathan if you if you want to jump on with us Thursday, you're more than welcome. If not, enjoy the NFL Draft, and we look forward to talking to you again soon.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
4: Right on.
1: Take this. All right. Thank- Prepare for glory.
0: I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your on ready? I came out the room out already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Only oh, tackle him in the four yards. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! <laughs> <laughs> I can.